0: Welcome back to the Australian Fund Monitor's Meet the Manager series. The AIM Global High Conviction Fund was started in 2015, although in 2019 the fund was restructured from a currency-hedged global long short fund to an unhedged global long equity fund. Since the change of mandate, the funders returned 11.25% per annum, outperforming the global equity index by over 5.5% per annum. Importantly, the fund has fed very well against the index in a range of risk measures, including significantly lower maximum drawdown and a down market capture of 70%. I'm joined today by Charlie Aiken, CEO and Portfolio Manager for AIM. Charlie, thanks for joining me.
1: Thanks, Damon, thanks for your time.
0: Charlie, as I mentioned in my introduction, the fund's had strong performance over the last 12 months and especially through 2020. What's generated the fund's performance uh, through 2020?
1: Yeah, it's been an amazing year, Damon. I, mean, I suppose when you started the year, you never predicted that you'd be interrupted by a global pandemic. That's not something that you generally have on your list of uh, risks. So it's been an extraordinary year. The fund focuses on uh, super high-quality investments around the world. So our investment process has driven a lot of the return, but also many of the decisions we made earlier in the year in the peak of the uh, pandemic-related market Meltdown, if you want to call it, have, have proved to be uh, good decisions. We simply stuck to the process. We tried to control what we could control. Not be experts on viruses or or, uh, or, or vaccines, etc., and control the controllables, which means the stocks that we own. So, the, the process has worked really well. We've tried to keep it very simple. We have tried to focus on the future, and we've also tried to rule out any permanent loss of capital. The worst of the uh, worst of the virus-related market meltdown in March. It really was about owning companies that you knew would be around. Our process leads us to very strong balance sheets, so survivability was one thing that's driven our outperformance. And we're also not nicely diversified. The other decision I think we made that was right in hindsight was not to raise high amounts of cash at the bottom of the market, to stay invested, to be diversified, and to see it through. So, not saying that we did anything you know, uh, dramatically different to many people, but we stuck to the process, stayed invested and stayed really heavily involved in high quality businesses. And that's where we've got here.
0: That said, though, there's been a pretty large variance in the return for global long only managers over the last 12 months, with many managers failing to produce a positive return. So clearly this is not just a value versus growth uh, argument anymore. Where does your funds investment philosophy philosophy fit in?
1: we call ourselves quality, which means you can invest in growth stocks, you can invest in value stocks, but the one overriding, overarching requirement is they are super high quality. By high quality, we mean high sustainable return on invested capital, fortress balance sheet, as I mentioned, high free cash flow, or they deliver cash flow that we can identify, and a resilient and experienced management team. So those four factors drive our investment process and whether we'll select a stock. We also run a concentrated portfolio. We only own 21 stocks. We think that's enough. Up, uh, diversification to deliver, deliver us alpha as well. But really, we don't really buy into the value versus growth argument. We think there's a certain time to certain attributes will outperform in the short term. But in the long term, we believe superior businesses outperform. So we own what we consider superior businesses. And we think that we have a different different product than most in the market. I'm not here to make comments on how other people run money. That's that's how they do We We really focus on ourselves. And we focus on our process and focus on Delivering for our clients, so when, with quality, you can be, have an overarching quality factor that allows us to have a portfolio that owns Berkshire Hathaway and Amazon in the same portfolio, which is somewhat different. Why? Yes, you could argue that Berkshire is more value and Amazon's more growth, but they're both superior quality on all the attributes we look for. So we don't think that it's about being in you know one way or the other. But if you have a diversified portfolio that has the attributes of quality. You can own quite a variety of different stocks and sectors. It doesn't mean you're all tech or all industrial cyclical. So we're probably a bit of a crossover fund, but the overarching uh, overarching variable is super high quality.
0: How are you positioning the portfolio for 2021? Is are you looking to uh, make changes, or are you just uh, sticking to your knitting? Yeah,
1: interestingly, like you know. As the uh, as the calendar flicks over to a new year, you don't really change anything. It's interesting, it's a new performance period, it's a new measure period. But do you change anything in what we're doing? No, I think the only difference in the year ahead is there's probably a pathway to a vaccine and a slightly more normalised world. Thankfully, we've got a portfolio that's well diversified. And in a very strange, strange outcome this year, some of our worst performing stocks are actually defensive stocks, things that you would usually hold up in a in a recession. But due to the nature of the recession, of a lockdown driven by a virus, stocks like Coca-Cola and Heineken have been big laggards for us. So some of the things that would have traditionally done well in a recession have done quite badly. And I think we're probably looking for a little bit of a leadership change in our portfolio. Without changing our portfolio, we'd expect some of those laggards to do a bit better, as they have in recent weeks on news of a pathway to a vaccine. But really, Damon, I think it's about being fully invested. We will remain fully invested and un- unhedged to the currency. I personally believe the outlook for next year is positive. I think equities broadly will do quite well. We've got super low interest rates, we've got fiscal stimulus, we've got probably a more benign political environment out there after the change of government in the United States. And I think the, the pathway ahead for equities is quite quite it looks quite okay for the year ahead. So I think the key for us is to stay fully invested, to know our companies as well as we can, to be diversified in the portfolio, but not change much. One's the, one of the keys to any success we've had this year is not trading the portfolio much at all. Sticking to your knitting, as you say, sticking to your conviction, doing the work, and then letting the portfolio, letting the portfolio perform without uh, transacting too much or trying to chase every short-term headline that uh, and that, that comes up. So for us, you know, the key thing is really sticking to the process. Just do what we do. It's worked reasonably well this year and continue to hopefully work well next year but it must stick to the process and not get, uh, not get distracted by every, every, every short-term headline.
0: Sage advice, Charlie. Uh, thanks for joining me and good luck.
1: Thanks, Danny.